You're listening to the Pimp Cron Podcast. Hey everybody, it's episode 263 of the Pimcron Warhammer podcast. We're brought to you today by GameMat.eu and Panhandle3d.etsy.com, as well as my beautiful, sexy, you know, you know what I'm going to say next, good smelling Patreon patrons, and they are led by Mother Flippin' Lords, Kojo and Mike, and we love everybody who supports the show. Thank you for supporting the show keeping it on the air and all of the almost 300 backlog episodes for everyone to enjoy. So what are we talking about today? Well, we cover every single 40 K space Marine release that's coming out right now. Don't worry. It's not that long. And we also have another email from Jeff who apparently emailed years ago. And he's asking me how on earth I've stayed into Warhammer stayed in for Warhammer 15 years. And I tell him, they're paying me. No, that's not true. I wish it were, but it's not true. Then we have the real talk of who does it better, 40k or Age of Sigmar with stratagems. And actually, I expounded on everything, every part of the game, which game is actually better, 40k or Age of Sigmar with rules and mechanics. And um, we keep score and everything, and you get to follow along. Isn't that exciting? So I forgot to mention last week the games that I had played. So I played Brutality week before last, not this past week, but the previous. I played Brutality with Connor, uh, tested a bunch of settlement mode games and had a bunch of fun. I don't remember who won more or less. It was just we just had fun. I had fun with Connor. And then I went to my friend Nick's house and Nick and I did a Shorehammer uh, game with um Idonath Deepkin versus uh, Caradron Overlords. And I lost the game because, essentially, I forgot to use my artifact. I've got the bomblets or whatever. I, I sky-hide my ironclad, and it had 15 Grunstock Thunders in it, which is a real shooty unit. And then I also had my leader in there that had the bomblets. And I didn't realize they were a 12-inch ranged attack. I thought there was something that happens when someone charges you. So we shot up his sharks, uh, one squad of sharks. He had a bunch of, he had seven sharks total in his list. And we almost like killed half of a shark unit of three units. We killed one shark and wounded another with all of our shooting. I wasn't rolling fantastic, but then I forgot to do my bomblets because I didn't realize when they were supposed to be done. So I realized my error when he charged me and he ate my entire ship and I lost like five people from the Grunstocks. Uh, from the emergency escape, and that sucked. And my dice rolling was just absolutely awful. But the one time it wasn't awful is my next turn when I remembered to use the bomblets, and I did 11 mortal wounds, because you got to roll a 2-up, and they deal a mortal. And then you roll another 2-up, and another 2-up, and another one, until you roll a 1. Well, I did 11 mortal wounds and killed the whole shark squad. So if I had remembered to do that on the first turn, and arguably I would have rolled the same, right? then I would have killed that whole shark squad and the game would have been very different. But instead, he whooped my butt because I um, had some really bad rolling for like a turn or two. And of course, I forgot my bomblets, which kicked it all off. This past week, I actually played quite a bit of Warhammer because I had my library meeting with the kids and um, our monthly library meeting. And uh, my friend Tyler and I played. He played um, Space Marines and I played... 
uh, Chaos Space Marines. And we ended up tying because we ran out of time. But I think he ultimately probably would have won by one point. And um, that was fun. Then we played... I don't even remember who I played in 40k this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had me and the 11-year-old Adam played against a new guy in our group, George, and then another guy named Brad. Um, Brad seems a bit power gamey, and uh, he was all too eager to crush the 11-year-old. So I... <laughs> so I put my Lich Guard in front of uh, Adam's um, Space Marines to try to protect them. And then this this guy, Brad, had such a, a rager to destroy uh, Adam's unit that he just ignored the couple Lich Guard I had in front of him and put all of his attacks against the Space Marines. Space Marines died. And then when I was done, I was like, what about those Lich Guards sitting there? And he's like, oh, those are yours? And I'm like, well, I'm the one playing the fucking Necrons, and my whole army is painted, and this kid's isn't, so I don't know. Are those Lich Guard mine? Oh, I don't know. So then he had to take back some of his attacks, because uh, that allowed um, Adam to kind of bounce back. We did end up getting wiped off the table. But really, the thing is, what really did us in is that George took uh, 30 Noise Marines, which, if you don't know, is 90 shots a turn, which is like withering firepower. Now, we were able to control the objectives better than they did, and our deployment we decided on really hurt us against the Noise Marines. That was what really hurt us, because the Noise Marines are not, like, deadly powerful, but they're... They can be kind of gross in um, clustered formations, which is what they did. So 90 shots a turn per unit can wipe a unit pretty quickly. Um, they ended up beating us five to four. So we did uh, hang in there pretty darn well, but we were wiped out by the end of the turn. So that was our score there. And like I said, I was like, I even made a comment. Um, he's like, oh, I didn't know those were your Lich Guard. He's like, what are your Lich Guard doing over there in front of his Marines? And I was like... Uh, I was trying to protect the 11-year-old, is what I said. And his teammate, George, which is a new guy in our group, George starts laughing and like kind of shrugs, like, why did he go after the 11-year-old so hard? So, anyway, hopefully hopefully that guy got the uh, got the hint, because that was I was like, dude, come on. Just go after me. Whatever. Um, now, I don't think the, uh, the Brad guy, his list wasn't terrible. He was Black Templars, and Black Templars are what they are. So they, they were neither good nor bad. But um, those Noise Marines were really the thing that tore us a new butthole. Anyway, what have I been up to? Well, I have been up to finishing my final pass. How many, how many weeks have you heard me say this about Settlement Mode? My final pass of Settlement Mode, and I really do think it's about ready to go to the printer now. And, uh... Still in talks with a retailer about distribution, so I'm going to wait like a day or two, and if I don't hear back from them, I'm just going to go ahead and publish this book. And that's about it. I think the intro has gone on long enough, so let's get on with the rest of the show. Let's open the Tesseract mailbox. This Tesseract Mailbox, we have a letter from Jeff, and he's a return writer-inner. He writes, Heyo, Chrono, this is Jeff, if you recall we spoke a few years ago. I'll stop you right there, Jeff, and I will tell you that I don't remember what I did, said, thought, or ate yesterday. So, that's my disclaimer. He continues, Since then, a few years ago, I have left the hobby, re-entered it, Bought and sold many armies, five I think, Slaves to Darkness, Flesh Eater Courts, Harlequins, Tau, and finally, um, that other one. 
Anyway, you say you've been in the hobby for over a decade. Have you ever left the hobby? I become frustrated or bored with my armies quickly, then I sell them. I guess I'm just more of a hobbyist, as I do enjoy painting them. I'm just curious how you could stay interested in this game for so long. Are they paying you to play? Jeff. Well, Jeff, uh, I wish they were paying me to play, because then that would be way cooler. Uh, Games Workshop, if you're listening, I know that you are. Please pay me to play this game. Yes, I have been been in this game around 15 years, um, either 14 or 15. I don't recall if my son was born or if he... Yeah, I think he was already born, so I think it's been 15 years. 15 years in the hobby. I joined at the end of 5th uh, edition. I really enjoyed 5th edition. and. Uh, I have wavered. I've come and gone in the hobby, but I've never actually left it. Like you say, you've left it. You've left and then came back and bought and sold so many armies in just a few years. Well, that is not really my style. I do agree with the sentiment of getting like kind of bored with an army. Um, I have sold a couple armies and actually gotten rid of them. I've sold my space marines, so I don't have space marines anymore. And I had Tal for a very brief time and then got sick of them before I even played with them and sold them because I had a bit of a midlife crisis. And I was like, oh, am I really a whiny Tal player? And then thank God I pulled through and I was like, oh, no, I'm not. Never even played a game with them, just sold them. So um, I'm trying to think of any other armies that I've actually sold and gotten rid of for good. I don't think so. I'm more of a army accumulator than a uh, than an actual person that sells armies to get rid of them. I mean, I did sell all of my orcs for 40k, but then I kept all my grots and stuff. So I still technically have an orc army for that. And I sold all of my cast space marines, and then I just restarted cast space marines with a much smaller uh, group of miniatures. So that really doesn't count either. I have definitely had my times, and I I think it's definitely natural to get in and out of a hobby like this. Because it does take a lot of time, money, effort, all of that to stay engaged with it. So I don't think you should feel bad or guilty or anything at all for coming and going into the hobby. From my experience, most people do end up coming back to the hobby at some point. It might be 10 years from now, a year, whatever, but they end up do uh, coming back to it. I probably have never been less into Warhammer than I was for 9th edition. I really did not care for 9th edition that much. I played mostly Age of Sigmar. I did not play that much 40k after a while because it just wore on me. And uh, so I guess because there's two different types of Warhammer, there's Age of Sigmar and 40k, then, and you even mentioned both games, um, I can flop from one to the other if the other one doesn't jive with me. Although admittedly, Age of Sigmar has always jived with me except the first edition when they didn't have any points. Other than that, um, Age of Sigmar has basically always jived with me. And uh, I always fall back to that when 40k is becoming too try-hard or pay-to-win or whatever. And I just want a more casual game. Age of Sigmar seems much more stable with the power creep and things like that. 40k has a very roller coastery power creep. Now, judging by the new Tyranid Codex that came out, I was talking to my buddy Andrew, and he said that uh, their Tyranid Codex really is not like very power creepy so i would be really happy to know if all these um other codexes come out and they're just like fine they're not you know fantastic they're not terrible they're just like on the same playing field i would be happiest with that so so far i'm pretty happy with 10th edition i like the streamlining of some of the rules and so far i like it i think age of sigmar does some things better 
which I will get into, but uh, I will get into in the real talk. But uh, overall, I like both the games, and I can take a pause from one and go to the other or whatever. Um, there were like a full month or so I didn't play 40k at all during 9th edition because I was playing Brutality. And like at the game club, I would play every single week. And just I'm just now recovering from a three or four week straight um, session of just Brutality every single week, which, of course, Brutality is my game and I love it, so... You know, that's not an issue at all. Um, but between those three games, Brutality, Age of Sigmar, and 40K, I can flip-flop between all of them. But it already seems like you're doing that. It already seems like you're flip-flopping between Age of Sigmar and 40K. So I don't know what else would maintain your interest. So have you ever thought of just not playing and taking up commissions? Because you say you like to paint the models, but you don't even care to keep them. Well, then why don't you just take jobs from other people and get paid for painting, which is this thing you like? Now, I do admit that once it becomes a job, it's a completely different animal, and then there's, like, stress involved with that and all that. I do get that, but you could be making money doing the thing that you like. Also, be careful about your workload. I've had some buddies that have done commission painting, and they get, like, carpal tunnel and stuff because they've been painting so much. Don't do that to yourself. But other than that, uh, Jeff, that would be my suggestion is think about commission painting, maybe just for friends or something, or paint something to a really high standard and then put it on eBay or something like that. And that way you could actually make money and you'd be enjoying yourself. It sounds like, just as you suggested, the hobby is more interesting to you than the game. So, I mean, just dabble in the game when it appeals to you and don't when it doesn't. But to answer your question more directly, no, I've never actually gotten out of Warhammer. I've just rotated armies, rotated game systems, switched to Brutality for a while, that, that sort of thing. I probably play one Brutality game a month and three uh, Warhammer games a month. So it's like a 25% for Brutality. But anyway, uh, let's get on with the next segment. Want that or want that not? Everybody, today I clicked on the Games Workshop website and I was looking for something to review, some sort of new release or new model or whatever, right? And I click on the Games Workshop website and much to my chagrin, I mean much to it, there's nothing but new Space Marine releases. The new Codex, the new Terminator Squad, the new yada 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 yada. Being that all these Space Marine units are a bit bleh, Right? They're, they're basically what we've seen before. I'm going to review the entire product line that's being released right now all at one time. From the Brutalis Dreadnought to the Desolator Squad to the Space Marine Lieutenant. Dear God, our 17,000th Space Marine Lieutenant. To the Captain with Jump Pack, which I never thought we'd see again. To the uh, Jump Intercessors and all of that. So, let's start with it. The Terminator squads are just an updated version of the old Terminators, so they actually do look better. The old Terminators were a little bit small, so these are making up for it. I guess they're Primaris Terminators. They're looking a, a bit bigger, chunkier. I like them. $65. I'm a little shocked it's not more for those five models, but good. I'm glad it's not. So they're perfectly fine. They do look better, but nothing really to write home about, right? The the most exciting thing in this box is that it comes with a little teleport homer miniature. Whoop-a-dee-doo. Now we get to the Company Heroes, which is five dudes for 65 bucks. 
And they basically replaced the old company heroes that were not yet Primaris. So, yes, that's fantastic. Um, very exciting. Oh, here's the Chaplin in Terminator armor, and it's just like the old Chaplin in Terminator armor, except he's a little bit bigger. This is, man, hold on to your socks, kids, okay? Jump pack intercessors. Do you remember the assault uh, space marines? Do you remember those guys, the jump pack? Yeah, they've been gone so long, everyone forgot about them. Well, jump pack intercessors are now taking their place. Which I gotta tell you, for one, I am completely shocked at because, oh no, I'm not. I'm not shocked at all. Never mind. No, I'm really not shocked that they've replaced the jump pack space marines with jump pack intercessors. And the neat feature about these guys is that they look like space marines with a jump pack on the back, and they've got like a pistol and a sword. So that's a lot different from the old assault marines because they also had a pistol and sword and also had a jump pack but but here's the big difference here here's the clincher this is why you're going to want to pay $60 for these five new space marine models okay they got two little flippity flaps on the back like little bunny ears but but backwards and that my friend is value added then you've got the captain with the jump pack and he is pretty much exact okay just picture just picture a captain in space marine armor with a jump pack. Yep, that's him. 40 bucks. There's the dude. And the stern guards. Oh my god, I thought the stern guards were gone. I mean, when they discontinued the old stern guard veterans, I was like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? I'm so sad, but <laughs> thank god GW's got you covered. $60 for five stern guard veterans. And what's their benefit? Uh, they're slightly larger than the previous ones. Now, I know what you're all thinking. Damn, Pemcron, it's been minutes since they've released another Space Marine Lieutenant. Well, they've got you. This Space Marine Lieutenant has a power fist and a plasma pistol. La-dee-da. Then we've got the Desolator Squad, which I don't care what anybody ever says. This is a stupid, this is a stupid kit. It just doesn't look cool. It's dumb. It looks stupid and also dumb. Some things look stupid, some things look dumb. This looks both stupid and dumb, which in a way is actually quite an accomplishment. But these things have the, the worst design I've ever seen in a space. I mean, people used to give uh, hate to the baby carrier Dread Knight, right? People used to be like, oh, that's such a stupid design. They had no idea how high GW could soar. <laughs> seriously these things are so stupid looking i hate them i'll never love them they're not my real dad and i don't like them so if i didn't make my point clear that's definitely a want that not for them and then the brutalis dreadnought is okay picture a dreadnought right now picture that he's mommy's favorite boy and he's kind of chunky and now picture that he's got claws and also picture that he's got guns, and picture that he's just a chonk. Like, overall, he's just a chonk. And you've got the Brutalis Dreadnought. Does he look any different from the other Dreadnoughts we had? No. No, he doesn't. He, he really does not look any different from any of the Dreadnoughts we had. But he's bigger, and that is what is worth paying extra money for. When, when they make your whole line obsolete, and you get to buy new ones, at least they're bigger, right? Because you're always thinking to yourself, oh, I just wish my stuff was 
more expensive and bigger. I would pay more money for bigger things. And GW's heard you. They they really are a company of the people. Overall, this release is fine. It's not exciting to me in any way. Literally, it's it's all stuff we've already seen, with the uh, exception of the Desolator Squad, which is so dumb. And I just I, I'm overcome with a sense of just. It's just so mundane. It's so not exciting. It's stuff we've seen before, and it's 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 giving me a headache to be honest with you. I'm feeling kind of woozy. I I don't know. Pimcron. Hey Pimcron. This is your AI producer, Foxy Sinclair. You must wake up. Oh dear God, he isn't breathing. The mundane nature of these Space Marines releases made his brain explode. There are trails of brains running from his ears. I must alert the authorities. Games Workshop has killed this man. This is a national tragedy. Now it's time for Real Talk with Pentcron. This is a real talk with Pimpcron. Today we're discussing what exactly each game system does better, Age of Sigmar or 40k. And we're going to discuss all the game mechanics and uh, specifically the stratagems is what really kicked off this whole conversation. So let's talk about army building. Age of Sigmar and 40k have the most similar army building they've literally ever had. So it's basically the same thing. I mean, there's there's really nothing to say there. They're equal. So let's say that, let's call that a draw, okay? Now, of course, models, I think Age of Sigmar has better looking models, but that's technically not a game system, so I guess I'll ignore that point. Age of Sigmar gets like a phantom victory for that one, okay? Just imagine it like, you know, drifting in the background, like only half transparent, and uh, it, it secretly gets a victory just for that, but we're not going to count that in the scoring. Now that 40k has a command phase, and most of their things happen in the command phase at the beginning of the turn, before the movement phase, well, that's basically just the hero phase. So they are both very similar in that regard. Now, Age of Sigmar, shockingly, has more command point shenanigans than they've ever had, and 40k, shockingly, has fewer command point shenanigans than they've ever had. So that's kind of interesting to me. Um, I would say that... I like the streamlined effect of 40K's 10th edition uh, command point generation, but I also like the heroic actions and things of Age of Sigmar because it gives you some flexibility and things that you can do, such as, you know, generating another command point or such as uh, doing like um, a dispel on a spell, even if you're not a wizard and that sort of thing. So even though I like both systems, I would say Age of Sigmar probably takes a win on that one because I like the flexibility of what they do. It is awfully nice that 40k is just streamlined, though. So I'm I'm very much on the fence. You know what? I'm going to give it a tie. I'm going to give it a tie because I like the flexibility, but it is more complex for Age of Sigmar. But I like the simplicity of 40k, even though it's got less flexibility. It's, it's very hard to decide. So I'm just going to say it's another tie. All right, so what about stratagems, the meat and potatoes of what I wanted to discuss? Well, stratagems are also such a mixed bag, because in Age of Sigmar, you don't really get uh, faction-specific stratagems, right? 
you do have abilities that use command tokens for specific units, but it's not an army-wide thing usually. It's usually based on a single unit. So they are much more limited to just the generic stratagems that everyone gets, right? All-out attack, all-out defense, all that stuff, inspiring presence. And the improvements they've made to that, where if you have a sergeant in your unit in Age of Sigmar, you can issue commands to yourself without having a character nearby, I think is a fantastic improvement on the way they used to be, where only like your heroes could uh, issue orders. But 40k has taken a page out of Age of Sigmar's rulebook and expanded their general stratagems quite a bit, so that um, there are lots of things like go to ground and, and things like that, Overwatch, that you can give units that all armies get equally. Now, obviously, they make different use of them, but they at least all get those. And uh, 40k used to have, what, three, I think? Insane Bravery, Overwatch, and, uh, oh, Interrupt and Close Combat. So I think those were the three that they got, and now they've got like nine or 12, something like that. I'm not counting. Math is my enemy. I'm not doing it. So anyway, they get a lot more. I really like the direction that 40k has gone in expanding the general stratagems. And at the same time, they've reduced their specific stratagems. So they do have str specific stratagems for your army, but it's just a handful of them, as opposed to like the 40 you used to have in the, um, in the previous editions. Now, I think Games Workshop has actually listened to me yet again. I don't know whether I'm just ahead of the curve or they actually listen to my podcast, but... I said before that I would much rather have more general stratagems. This was back in 9th edition. I said I would much rather have more general stratagems and the specific army stratagems should be more generalized like so that nearly any unit can use those. Now, I know a lot of them are delineated between like infantry or leader or something like that, but they are way more general than they used to be. They would have 40 stratagems in the codex, and they'd be like, oh, uh, these two only work for Devastator Squad, and oh, this one only works for the Predator, and this one only works for the Demolisher Cannon, and this one only, like, every unit nearly, and I'm being ridiculous, but every unit basically had its own stratagems and could only be used for that unit. And I'm like, why? Why, why don't you just trim it down by 75% and make them more universal. And obviously some stratagems will have more of an effect with some units versus others. I mean, duh, that's just life, right? And they did exactly what I said they should have done is they expanded the general stratagems and they reduced, but made them more uh, applicable to more units for these specific stratagems. So um, there's another thing though, is that 40K's general stratagems aren't often very offensive. A lot of them are defensive or just manipulative in general, but they don't actually affect like your to hit roll or your to save roll unless you're talking about go to ground. And Age of Sigmar, I really like the all-out attack, all-out defense stratagems. Um, also, Age of Sigmar has way better overwatch. Their overwatch is only minus one to hit. It's not sixes to hit, it's minus one which is freaking awesome. That is such an awesome Overwatch. It makes ranged units way, way better. So to recap, Games Workshop is going in a direction that I like a lot better with 40k Stratagem, making them fewer, but making them better. And Age of Sigmar has fewer stratagems than 40k, 
but their stratagems are actually more useful than the typical 40k stratagem. So it's funny that they have fewer stratagem, but in general, Age of Sigmar has more command points than 40k now, and 40k has way more stratagems, but they get fewer command points. That's a weird, weird sort of thing, right? So overall, if I had to talk about which system of stratagems I actually liked better, that's really, really tough because of the reasons I just stated. I'm not going to state them again, okay? I know you guys love to hear my voice, but I'm not. I'm just not stating them again. Okay, I'm going to state them again. No, I'm not going to state them again. The point is, is it's really hard. It really depends on what you like. And what I like is options. So I would have to say, even though Age of Sigmar gets more command points to use and has better utility in their few stratagems they have, I actually prefer 40k stratagem situation currently as the superior system because you do get some army flavor, but you also have way more general stratagems and you got to really worry about using your command points because you're really not getting many of them in 40k. So that's two ties and one victory, and the victory goes to 40k for this segment. The movement phase is basically the same for both of them. I don't have anything to say there, but the shooting phase, what's interesting about the shooting phase is that for both these games, they're very different, but they're very similar. 40k has way more shooting. Nearly every unit in the game shoots, right? But Age of Sigmar, they have way more uh, melee units than shooting. So it. I think Age of Sigmar is actually a healthier atmosphere for combat for the melee and the shooting phases because melee is way more prevalent and you've got more models on the board, which is more attacks, but shooting is quite powerful with their overwatch and things like that, but you have way fewer shooting units. So everyone complains in 40k how melee is all oh, melee is sucks in 40k. They've said this for decades, right? But it's because everyone shoots in 40k. Literally everyone shoots, but Age of Sigmar, they don't. I would probably say 20% of the units in Age of Sigmar actually shoot. might be a little higher than that, but it's roughly that. And I think that's a great balance between shooting and melee. That allows melee to greatly outnumber the shooting, but the shooting is objectively better than the melee. So win-win on that one, right? I think Age of Sigmar... Ding, 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 gets the point for that one. So we've got two two ties, one to one, Age of Sigmar and 40k. I really don't care for the initiative roll at the beginning of each turn for Age of Sigmar. It can really swing a game poorly or goodly, I guess. And I really don't care for it. Now, I still play Age of Sigmar. We still play with the initiative roll, but I don't like it. I think 40k style is way better. That is a point for 40k. Ding, 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 ding. It's one to two and two ties. 40k is in the lead. Now, we have one list building part that I forgot to mention. And that is enhancements versus the artifacts and command abilities and command traits and all that. I actually like Age of Sigmar's, even though it's a bit more complex, I like Age of Sigmar's character creation a lot more than 40k's because 40k has been getting further and further away over the years even though they had artifacts even though they have enhancements now and the warlord traits in the past and all that that but uh they've gotten further and further away from being able to make your own character feel unique in 40k but age of sigmar has been slowly expanding all of its um artifacts and warlord traits and all that and i actually really like age of sigmar's version of it better so that's 
two ties and two to two, Age of Sigmar to 40k. And finally, we've got the objectives, right? The primary and secondary objectives for 40k and Age of Sigmar. Age of Sigmar has the battle tactics and things like that for each army. So they do have a flavor to them, but they also have their mission objectives. 40k is now using a card system, either fixed or tactical, versatile, flexible, whatever the other one is where you draw each turn. Um, I, I actually prefer 40k's better. And the reason why is because I really like the card mechanic of it being random or you can pick them or whatever. I like things that are random and it makes the game more interesting and unique. But Age of Sigmar is, I like where they're going with the theme of each army having its own battle tactics. But the problem is some battle tactics for some armies are way better or easier to do than others. I think they've done a fairly poor job of balancing the battle tactics between all armies because some armies have really easy battle tactics and the other ones don't. So they're going to score more. I don't really care for that. So I really like the idea that we basically have the same secondary objectives in 40k and we can draw them or I, I even like the way they've done it where you can draw, draw them randomly each turn or you can pick the ones you want and just play that way. I think that's fantastic. So ultimately, we've got two ties, two wins for Age of Sigmar and three wins for 40k. Now, ultimately, 40k wins this competition. What you should have been able to pick up from the talk that I've been doing is that I really like different aspects of both games. It's really hard for me to say which game I really like more. I think I still like Age of Sigmar better than 40k. Not really because of the mechanics, but Age of Sigmar has some really neat uh, army abilities. They have really neat models. Most of their arm models have been redone or their new models in general. Their models look way cooler. And I think I'm a little more of a fantasy person than a sci-fi person anyway. Not that 40k is really sci-fi, but it's like fantasy in space, essentially, like Star Wars. But it is... Uh, I do love both of them. I just think 40k on paper is better, but I think Age of Sigmar I enjoy playing more. And that's probably due to that phantom victory from the beginning where Age of Sigmar just has cooler looking models. 40k always tries to root itself in some sort of realism. And I mean, it looks neat, but I kind of like the fantasy element. So that's it for us. Thank you to GameAt.eu for supporting the show and Panhandle3D.etsy.com for supporting the show and my beautiful Sexy Goods Melon Patreon patrons and Foxy Sinclair, our AI producer. I will see you next week, guys.